0: welcome to ramo faith radio there are principles to faith the vital dynamics of how faith works believing in the heart confessing with the mouth that's how we got saved
1: welcome to ramo faith radio right now let's join reverend talks with today's message the reality of our fellowship with the father
0: welcome once again to our broadcast where we've been teaching about the highest type of faith and um, a text in romans chapter 10 from verse 6 through to verse 10 the bible says the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven to bring christ again from above or who shall descend into the deep to bring christ up from the dead but what seeth it the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thine heart that is the word of faith which we preach that if thou shalt confess to thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. However, it took Jesus to come, to die, be buried, be raised from the dead for us to have a legal basis on which we can exercise our faith. So what we've been looking at is this legal basis of the word of faith, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ, the things that are, are critical and are crucial for us to know so we could have a firm foundation for our faith. Now, we said this, that Old Testament folks walked in faith. During the earthwork of Jesus, people walked in faith. However, the Bible says in Hebrews 8, 6, that Jesus is the, uh, is the high priest. He's obtained for us a better covenant, established upon better promises. So yes, we have a higher basis, a firmer basis, the highest basis possible, and that's the death burial and the resurrection of christ for us to build a solid faith walk first thing we looked at uh, in talking about how to walk in the highest kind of faith we said the very first thing we must settle on is the integrity of the word of god the integrity of the word of god then in the second um, In this series, we talked about the reality of our redemption. We need to know that, that our redemption is not a mere creed, is not a mere dogma, but an actual redemption from the devil's dominion, and know that in reality. We also said that faith's confessions create realities. Praise God, the reality of our redemption. Then the third thing we looked at in in this series, we talked about the reality of the new creation the reality of the new creation. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we said we need to know the reality of the new creation. And then the fourth thing we talked about is the reality of our righteousness. The reality of our righteousness. Our past has been remitted. We uh, can stand in the presence of God without a consciousness of sin, of guilt or inferiority, as though sin never did exist. And then in the fifth in the series, we talked about the reality of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The reality of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So this is the sixth in the series and we'll continue to talk about this highest kind of faith Uh, and these are truths these are things we need to know we need to study we need to feed upon and have them suddenly built into our spirits so we can walk in the highest kind of faith and today we want to look at the reality of our fellowship with the father the reality of our fellowship with the father and let's start with a word of prayer Heavenly Father, we thank you for once again another opportunity for us to study the Word of God. Thank you because the entrance of your Word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Our minds are open. Our spirits receptive. We trust that by your Spirit, you will open up your Word to our spirits so that we may grasp the reality of our fellowship with you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 John, 1 John chapter 1, the first epistle of John and the first chapter, 1 John chapter 1 from verse 3 through to 7, 1 John chapter 1 from verse 3 to 7, it says, That which we have heard, which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say, <coughs> if we say that we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. And then I want us to look at 1 Corinthians chapter one, 1 Corinthians chapter one, and in verse nine, 1 Corinthians one, nine, it says, God is faithful by whom you are called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, we can see that we've been called unto the fellowship of God's Son. We've been called to that. And actually, the heart reason for redemption was fellowship. Relationship without fellowship is like marriage without love. It's cold, it's insipid, it's lifeless. The heart reason for redemption is fellowship. Now, why did God create the entire universe? He created the universe because of planet Earth. Why did God create planet Earth? He created planet Earth because of his man, Adam. Why did God create man and put him in that garden? Well, he created man because of his father heart. He craved a family. He wanted fellowship. He wanted sons and daughters. He wanted a set of creatures he could fellowship with on terms of equality. So the essence of redemption is fellowship. Fellowship. In our text, 1 John 1, it says, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. Now, what's the purpose? That ye also may have fellowship with us. So we are to fellowship with the brethren. We're to fellowship with one another. And it says, And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So we had to fellowship with the Father. We are to fellowship with the Lord Jesus. We also see in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and in verse 14 where the Bible talks about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the communion of the Holy Spirit. So we, we can fellowship. We are to fellowship with the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are to fellowship with one another. And most importantly, we are to fellowship with the Word. Because our fellowship with the Word is the basis on which all others are built. That's how we get to know the Father. That's how we get to know the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we get to know the Holy Spirit. That's how we get to know how to relate with one another. And uh, fellowship with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these uh, things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Actually, fellowship is the mother of faith. It's the parent of joy. It's the source of victory. Amen. When fellowship is at flood tide, then faith becomes a masterful dominant force. Faith has no song when fellowship is broken. Uh, An idea of uh, broken fellowship is what we see in Psalm 137, where the Bible talking about the children of Israel when they had broken fellowship with Jehovah. They said, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. Those who carried us away captive required of us a song. They required of us mirth. But they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? So faith has no song when fellowship is broken. But when fellowship is at flood tide, then faith becomes a masterful, dominant force. Verse 5 says, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light and in him is no dark at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son, cleanseth us from all sin. So we see that the word fellowship occurs about four times in those few verses. So really, fellowship is vital, it's critical, it's crucial. Now, We come in a a relationship, a right relationship with God at the new birth, by receiving Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. But then, once we're in that right relationship, God wants us to maintain fellowship with Him, to walk in close fellowship with Him. And how do we walk in fellowship with God? Basically, through His Word and through prayer. Through the word and through prayer, by feeding on the word, by walking in the light of the word. Psalm 119 verse 130, it says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. Notice it says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. The way we walk in the light is by walking in the word of God, by putting the word of God to practice, by feeding on that word and living out the word of God. And secondly, through prayer by uh, taking time to pray. We know that prayer is fellowshipping with God. It's joining forces with Him. It's carrying out His will upon the earth. And prayer really should be as, uh, uh, as enjoyable as eating, should be as natural as breathing. Prayer, It's critical, it's vital, and um, it's such a honor that God has granted to us to be joint fellowshippers with him in carrying out his will for the redemption of the human race. That's the highest honor God has given to us. It's such a privilege to be able to feed on the word and live the word and to be able to spend time with the Father, spend time in prayer. Praise God, the privilege of fellowship. So fellowship is vital. Fellowship is critical. We maintain fellowship with him. And once we're in fellowship, once we are in that place of vital contact with God, then believing him becomes a natural thing. We don't try to have faith. We don't try to believe. We simply act upon the word of God. And um, acting upon his word becomes just as easy for us as acting on the word of a trusted friend because we've come to know him. You see, when you know somebody, and you actually know the person, and the person is a good person, with good character and solid ability to uh, make good on their promises, trusting a person like that is not a difficult thing. So when we are in that place of fellowship, then believing God comes naturally. It comes easily. We're not struggling to get faith. We're not struggling for faith. Now, the truth is this, that close fellowship with the object of your affection produces love. Uh, We see... uh, that lying and dishonesty are the badges of this world. Folks are used to that kind of a thing. This nation trying to rob the other nation of of blueprints, of um, uh, different things and all that. You see this company trying to get ahead of the other company, and we see those things all around. We see lying, we see those things in human nature. And if we're not careful, we get so accustomed to them that when we come up against the word of God that cannot lie, we are unprepared to accept it. Listen, God's word is truth. And by simply getting acquainted with our father, getting acquainted with him, getting acquainted with our privileges and the family through fellowship, amen, then trust in God just comes naturally. Now, do Christians sometimes break fellowship? Yes, we do. How do we break fellowship? by violating the law of love. We know in the new covenant, there's a commandment. In John 13, 34 and 35, Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as i have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love, one to another. So love is the law of the new creation. In the Old Testament, they had the Ten Commandments. But in the New Covenant, we have one commandment and it's the commandment of love. And Romans 13, from verses 8 through to 10, uh, those scriptures let us know that provided a person is walking in love, the person will keep, will have fulfilled the law because love is the fulfilling of the law. If I love you, I'm not going to lie about you. If I love you, I'm not going to covet your property. If I love you, I'm not going to try to kill you. If I love you, I'm not going to hurt you. So love is the fulfilling of the law. Any step out of love is a step into sin. And we ought to walk in love. And if we walk in love, that's how we stay in fellowship. Fellowship with one another. And also fellowship with the Father because that's the law of the Father. The Bible says, he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. So we walk in love. But you know, sometimes by not fellowshipping with the father like we should, through his word and through prayer by not walking in love toward the brethren like we ought to we break fellowship we get out of fellowship now if a believer sins does he mean he's out of the relationship no he's not out of the relationship he's out of fellowship god is still his father but he's not in fellowship now it's dangerous to live in in broken fellowship. It's a dangerous place to be. You don't want to be there because then you're in the devil's territory where the devil can attack you. And no Christian wants to be in that place. Now, if you take a step out of love if you break fellowship what should you do you should get back in fellowship right away first john 1 9 it says if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness now what do you do if you break fellowship you act on that verse of scripture you go to the father now you're not telling him you're not confessing it so that the father will be aware it happened he already knows it happened but so you're not telling him so he can be aware he's already aware uh, the word confess actually means homologio to say the same things so you're saying the same things about those sins that god says about them and what does god say about our sins for one he says they're wrong
1: So you judge yourself. I shouldn't have done that.
0: That wasn't okay. Oh, dear Lord, I should not have done that. It's wrong. And then another thing God says about our sins is that through the substitutionary sacrifice of Christ, forgiveness was made available to the believer. So we simply appropriate forgiveness by confessing those sins. And the Bible says that once we do that, God does two things. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us, from all unrighteousness so he forgives us and he cleanses us from non-righteousness so our sense of righteousness is restored now some people say that first john 1 9 wasn't written to the church that it was written to the world now why will god tell a sinner to confess his sins if the way sinners get saved is by confessing their sins then i've never met anybody who saved because nobody has ever confessed all their sins you could remember them all look there's only one sin the sinner is guilty of in God's sight and that's the sin of not accepting Jesus in John chapter 16 from verse 7 Jesus said nevertheless I tell you the truth it's expedient for you that I go away for if I go not way the comforter will not come but after I've departed I will send him unto you and Jesus said and when he's come he will reprove the world of sin of righteousness and of judgment he said of sin because they believe not on me so that's the sin that the holy spirit convicts people of and he convicts only one set of people and who who's that set sinners if a believer sins does the holy spirit convict him he doesn't the holy spirit doesn't convict a christian if he sins what convicts him his conscience his conscience is what convicts him first john three 20 and 21, the Bible says, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. Now, if our hearts are condemning us, we can't have confidence towards God. And if a Christian breaks fellowship, his conscience will condemn him. What's the conscience? Our conscience is the voice of our spirit. And it's our conscience that knows the moment we do something wrong and our conscience begins to hurt us. Well, thank God we have the Holy Ghost as our helper, as our comforter, as our guide, who's there to encourage us to get back into fellowship by acting on God's word, by getting back to the love walk, by getting back into the word and in prayer. The Holy Ghost is there to encourage us. But you see, our conscience is that inward monitor that God has put in place that hurts us, that convicts us the moment we do wrong. Now, if a Christian can do something wrong and his conscience not hurt him, he's in bad shape. You know, Paul was talking to Timothy about some folks in 1 Timothy 4 2. He said, uh, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. A Christian can get to the place where his conscience gets seared. We're not to do that. First Timothy 1.19 says, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made a shipwreck. If a Christian persists in violating his conscience, persists in wrongdoing, he's gonna shipwreck his faith. He's gonna get himself all messed up and get himself uh, uh, to become means meat to the devil. We don't wanna do that. So we wanna ensure that we walk in fellowship. So first John 1.9 isn't written to the sin. It's written to the saint. If he breaks fellowship, it's a warning, amen, against broken fellowship. And the way back, into fellowship. Now, sometimes some people read these verses and they try to take them out of context. For instance, verse eight says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now don't take that out of his context and say that this is talking to Christians and that Christians have sin. No, we are the righteousness of God. The sin nature has been removed from our spirits. But what's the context? If you start from verse six, it says, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So the context of it is a believer who is has broken fellowship, and he's saying that look, I didn't break fellowship, I didn't do anything wrong, but that believer is in darkness. He's certainly broken fellowship. So that's the context. Uh, verse seven: If we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Verse eight: If we say that we have uh, no sin, that's talking about we we're in the darkness. We're not in the light, and we're saying we have no sin. We deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. In now says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 10 says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a lie and his word is not in us. Uh, my little children, these things, chapter two from verse one, these things write down to you that ye sin not. You notice he's talking to his children, his children in the faith. These things write down to you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, and is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So the scriptures here distinguish between the sins of the believer and the sins of the whole world. So God is telling us, look, guys, stay in fellowship. And if you're out of fellowship, get back in fellowship, get it sorted out. Thank God we have Jesus as our advocate. Now, something that's noteworthy uh, for for us to uh, mention in verse seven of first john one he says but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of jesus christ his son cleanseth us from all sin now how will we need to be cleansed from all sin if we're walking in the light now this is it many times we're walking in all the light that we have but still we do things that aren't right in a case like that you were automatically cleansed because you were walking in all the light you had. So God automatically cleansed you from that sin because you were walking in all the light you had. But if you do something that is wrong and your conscience begins to hurt you, get back in fellowship immediately. Once you see that, no, you shouldn't have done that, get it right, get it sorted if you need to, call a brother and tell him, uh, look, what I did wasn't right. What I said wasn't okay. Maybe you need to apologize to your spouse. Maybe you ask, need to ask someone to forgive you. Go ahead and do that so we can get back in fellowship with God. It's important that we stay in fellowship because it's essential to this faith walk. It's essential. It's, it's the heart reason for redemption. Now, the truth is that deep-seated in every man is a hunger for God. In John six thirty five, Jesus said, he that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. He said, I'm the bread of life. There's a deep-seated hunger in the heart of man for fellowship with God, for a relationship with God. And a man will never know joy, will never know peace, will never know satisfaction until he comes into a relationship, a right relationship with God as his father. And that happens only as that person receives jesus as their lord and personal savior and once a person is in that relationship the person is now to ensure that they maintain fellowship look fellowship is vital fellowship is key God wants us to walk in fellowship with him. It's just like the vine and the branches. Jesus said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. The same life that flows in the trunk of that tree flows in the branches. We are tied up to deity. We're in union with God. Uh, the new birth brought us in union with him and we're to maintain communion with him as well. You see, our sufficiency, we're not sufficient of ourselves. Second Corinthians chapter three, verses five and six, to think anything as of ourselves, but..." Are sufficiencies of God, who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life because we are tied up to him. He is our wisdom. He is our ability. he's our supply. Amen. Romans 8.31 says, If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8.37 says, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You see, we are tied up to him. We're in union with him. We draw our strength from him. We draw our wisdom from him. He is our wisdom. he's our righteousness. He is our sanctification. He is our redemption. Fellowship is critical, is important. And God wants us to walk in the highest type of faith by walking in close fellowship with the Father.
1: Praise the Lord. You've been listening to Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to Ramanigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 08101166836. The number again, 166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you. Experience many moments that set you free and empower you for a victorious life at Rema Nigeria. Our impactful classes and curriculum has helped thousands of people like you, professionals, business people, those in the academia, as well as those in full-time ministry, to maximize their vocation and calling. Due to the current restrictions of COVID-19. If you start your training with us online now, you can complete your entire program with us online if you so desire, even after we return to on-site classes. This offer closes 30th of September, so hurry up, enroll with RBTC today. To enroll, visit romannigeria.com forward slash apply online forward slash. Don't miss this opportunity to start and finish online only if you register before September. Number 38. Call us today yarn. On 08101 166836. The number again. 08101 166836. Kenneth Higgins Remo Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.